Tonight's year is Lezech and Ishmael, Yochanan Ben Avram Menachem Mendel Mandel, and my parents, Echil Mitzim Ben Rebdoiv, and Mendel Bas Rabbi We're starting now the fourth out of six chapters of the introduction to Chelek Aleph of Nesiv Shalom. It's called Nesiv Das, the Paths of Wisdom. I want to repeat a very important part. This is not how to be Makaira of people. This is not the parts that we have that we need in, in struggle, which the Nesir Shalom was full of light. I've been sending out on Hanukkah and Purim, Pesach, wherever you open up, full of light, not to give up and all of that. But at the same time, for healthy people, and even for people challenging and struggling, you still have to know how to reach your ultimate highest level of Yiddishkeit. So when you hear concepts that he's going to tell you, that you may feel inside, this is above me. Yes. He's telling you how to reach the ultimate, and he also has a lot of practical stuff also, and chizuk for us, as you're going to see the end of the fourth chapter, which is going to be two shiurim from now. His last words are going to... You know what? I'm going to tell it to you now. Okay? I want to start with that, because I want you to go through this understanding that he's teaching you... He's teaching you how to be a black belt in Yiddishkeit. Okay? How to live your ultimate life. And you need to know this. But look what he says at the end, and let's go in with that, okay? When it comes from not sinning or purifying our midos. When a person is standing ugh, down, giving up, against his internal nature and his character traits, and he's, he's, he's up against that. And he realized, I have no idea how I'm supposed to change. You're telling me to change. You're telling me to grow. And I don't know how it's possible. This whole thing he's talking about constantly of enlightenment of the mind and which is clarity of the mind. He says, even in that situation, you need clarity to know it's not upon you. It's not all or nothing. You don't need to complete. And nobody is demanding victory. Except for trying, toiling, working with all of your might. Hashem knows how hard it is. Hashem judges us on our effort. So if you're going to become a black belt or not, it doesn't matter today. What matters is try. You go, you, if, if you want to become a black belt, you sign up for karate. And they tell you how to be, you go from white to yellow to green to, it's a, it's a journey. You may never reach black belt. Or you may reach black belt in 10 years from now or in 50 years from now. But you're here to work. So he's going to tell us things that, that unfortunately is not in the curriculum of being a yid. They don't teach this to us in yeshiva. But it is the essence and the fabric, as he's going to say soon, of what it is to be a Jew. There's much more to being a Jew than just acting and behaving like a Yid. Which, of course, if you don't act and behave like a Yid, you're not going to get there. But even while we struggle with that, if we don't work on this, on the internal part, we're we're never going to get there. As the example that we said of soldiers that sign up to become Navy SEALs. And the commander is going to tell them, this is what you are. You are a Navy SEAL. You represent the, the, the most courageous and you're going to fight and you may lose. 
And then you're going to go learn how to behave like a Navy SEAL. And it's going to be challenging and you're going to have your ups and downs. But this is who you are when you sign up. We were signed up. We are Banam Atem Hashem We are the chosen nation. We need to know that. And we need to understand what we're doing down here on earth. And part of it, yes, is doing the commandments and not doing the sins. But we will fail. That's part of it also. And there's tshuva for that. And Hashem is understanding for that. And there's that day-to-day battle. But under that, and over that, and in between that, is a much different battle that we're not even focusing on. That's why I'm doing this, this series, series on Nesive Das, about the paths of, paths of wisdom of what is a Jew? What are we here for? Before, and after, and during all the mitzvahs and averis that we do. So we're up to Perak it's beautiful what he does with these words. Know the God of your father and serve him. Starting off with Perak Aleph. Behir is Hadas Hashem, having clarity, clarity in Avoidus Hashem. And this is what he's focusing on, that in every situation we have to have clarity of what is being demanded of us and what we're supposed to do, and he's going to help us get there. And like I just said, there's even clarity when we when we want to give up. There's even clarity when we realize, oh my gosh, look what we're supposed to do as we're going to learn, and I don't see doing it. There's clarity for that also. A Jew has to be clear, and there's no reason for us to feel alone. There's no reason for us to feel like nobody told me what to do. So many times people, they go through yeshiva, they go through the system, the 30, the 40, the 50, and they feel that their life brought them to a place and nobody told me what to do. So we need to have clarity. And this clarity is going to help us in every of good, bad, beautiful, ugly, tough, happy, sad, everything. It's not just like, okay, I got to do mitzvahs and not to have errors, and then I have to have clarity of mind. It's like a, a nice thing to add to my program. He's saying, no, it's a fundamental. He, Elihi Yisoyed HaYisoyed, this is the foundation, the fundamental of all fa- foundations of Avadis Hashem, of service to God. And the Sefer Mesil Sisharim, he says it's so beautiful in the opening, he explains what Behir Sadas is. Agav, it's very interesting, that the Nesiv Shalom, he was on the Meatzas Kedai He rebuilt Yiddishkeit after the war. He was in Eretz Yisrael, and 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 everything was wiped out in Slonim and Bechlal and all of us. And he was part of the fabric of the rebuilding of Yiddishkeit in the world. He built his Chasidus. He was known as Ish Chinuch. He was known as a, a extremely thought out, an amazing, amazing person. He was beloved by the Chasidus Shevelt. He was beloved by the Svardashavelt, and even in the Litvishavelt, first of all, he spoke with a Litvishahavara, because it's like Russia, it's like, um, the Slonim was like, like, uh, like Chabad, so they were very Litvishahasidis. He learned by, I think by Baranovich, by Rabbanan, I think he learned, or he was, this stuff together, he was very, it wasn't like a Chasidish little town somewhere that they never saw a Litvak. It was very, very Litvish as well. And Ribshach Satzal, who was the leader of the Gansa Litvishavelt, Said on the Nesiv Shalom, that he is the Masil Sisharim of our Dor. Amazing. He's the Masil Sisharim of our, of all things, Masil Sisharim. 
the, the, the main works of the Musar movement, and he's the Masil Sishalom of Ardar, and he kept, the, the, the Nasir Shalom Svarim was kept in, in his room, they said, I heard on his desk. It was a part of, uh, it was a, it was accepted by him. So everybody loved him. Everybody understood that, that his wisdom is the wisdom of, of the right way of Torah. So he brings down the Masil Sisharim, Yisoid HaChasidus. The foundation, fundamental of Chasidus doesn't mean curly pay, it's Chasidus. It means of being a Chasid, of being extra, of doing, serving Hashem with the, going the extra mile. And And the root of true Avoidus Hashem, service to God, that it should be clear and, and with truth by each person, what is your duty in this world? Your duty. Not every person was created for the same goal. Of course, we all have to do mitzvahs. Of course, of course, we all are not supposed to sin. But we all have different goals, different reasons that we were put down into this world. Again, something that if we learn Masil Sushar, maybe we thought about, but a lot of people go through their lives, they don't even think about it. What am I doing here? What's my tafkid? Ulema, and to what? And what should be my focus and my goal in everything that I'm toiling throughout my entire life? So let's talk about money. person knows my job is to make money to support my family and to not lose money. Right? There's like the mitzvahs and the avaris. That's my job. But what what is my field? What What is my goal? Am I supposed to just be sweeping floors? Should I go into real estate? Should I go into nursing homes? Should I work for somebody? Should I be a manager? What What is the makeup that I of of, of my my inside that I can quest to become? You can't decide that I'm going to become a painter if you're not creative, if you don't have that skill. And he's going to teach you how to do it. How every person is going to look inside to realize in his in his avodas Hashem, what am I here for? What's What's my Why did God create me? Of course, mitzvahs have errors, but why me? What, what am I supposed to give to this world? What am I supposed to give to Klal Yisrael? And it's very dangerous, as he's going to say later, if you get it wrong. So besides for making money and losing money, you have to know, am I into finances? Should I go into the stock market? And that depends on the midas that you were given by Hashem, the things that you like, if you're creative, if you're a numbers guy. If you're not a numbers guy and you become an accountant... Yeah, you're going to work your whole life, but you're not going to be what you could have been. If you if you can't read a 600-page document, you can't be a lawyer. And if you're going to go to law school, then you miss the boat on using your skills to be the ultimate you. You're never going to make it. Of course, Hashem could do anything. But same thing with 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 Hashem. Valzeh Omer David. This is what David says. David HaMelech says, the words that we opened with, the title of this chapter, Da Eselikei Ovichav Avdeu. Know the God of your father and serve him. Hainu, Sheroish Vereshis Lavoidis Hashem, We said in the beginning, let's go back and you, you have to chaza this over. This series is so important. It's the fundamental of being a yid. We opened up in the, in the first, the first chapter and in the introduction of the first chapter to explain what does das mean? What does knowledge mean when it comes to Yerushalayim? When it comes to Avoidis Hashem? In Yiddishkeit, what does it mean to have das? Zu It's the amount that I recognize God in my life. 
And a person, he said, can go and do like a robot. He can do mitzvahs, he's going to get rewarded. He cannot do averis and he's gavaldik, he's a big tzaddik. But how much in my mind, if I did an fMRI, which is an MRI of the mind, they could show you things or you could have thoughts and parts of it light up. How much of your brain is lit up in recognizing God in your life? We could all think about and understand. You go to a funeral, we start thinking about Hashem and about life and the purpose comes to Yom Neiraim. We, we know that God is there. But right now, when I'm walking down the street, how much am I being makir? Am I recognizing God right at every moment? So he says that das, when you're tapping into your knowledge, it's bringing to a forefront of your knowledge that there's a God. So the roish v'reishis l'avodis Hashem. The first thing is akaras hadas. is recognition of the mind. Like he said in the introduction, you were shown, you were shown, you were, you, you were enlightened in your mind. That's what das is. And you can live your life like a behemoth das, even though you're doing the right thing, even though you're not doing the wrong thing. But recognition that now when I'm doing a mitzvah, there's a God in front of me, or now when I'm not doing an Avaidah, because there's a, bringing God into your Avaidah Hashem is a different Avaidah. And that's something that we're not really used to focusing on. And that's, he's saying, he's going to say, that's the beginning. That's the root. Now, it doesn't mean to put everything else on hold. we got to keep on doing mitzvahs and not doing Averis and keep on doing everything. But we got to work on this internally, inside and in our mind, that we should reach the ultimate, right, where, where we, we're constantly in tune and connected to the fact that there's a God that we're connected to. Every person according to his level. In other words, he's, he's, he's agreeing that you can't jump into this. You can't become a black belt today in Akara Sabayri. Everyone according to their level. According to the amount that your mind and your heart are ready to comprehend. And to know. And to feel. We cannot feel God's presence like the biggest tzaddik does today. We'll go crazy. I'll give you an example. Everybody knows that there's something called Kabbalah, and that behind this whole world, there's the map of the world and all the spheres and everything. And everybody knows that you're not supposed to learn Zayar HaKadosh until you're 40. Why? Because the mind is not ready to be able to be settled and stable and accept that information. You can go Meshuggah. So you could be the best bacher in brisk, the best tap bacher in satmer. You could be the smartest, most brilliant, you know, shas peh. If you're not mature at that level and you start learning about the spheres and about the, the stuff that you're not supposed to learn, how the world was made and how it's created and that a leaf has really five sides and it's connected to five shem avaya, shem alikim, is five letters and all of that stuff, that's, that's for a higher level. You'll go crazy. So he's saying also, you can't jump into this and Oh my gosh, there's God. I, th- God is everywhere. It's true He's everywhere. But He's saying that you gotta build up towards that so, so you don't go crazy. Okay? Because if we got a, 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 a revelation that is too great for us, we wouldn't be able to handle it. What's the proof? That really, God is everywhere. And Hashem realized that we're not gonna have any Bechira. We're not going to have freedom of choice if we see him and we, we recognize the truth, the MS, that he's everywhere and he's everything. And why am I wasting my time with anything if I could be doing a mitzvah to get close to him and I can cash in schar forever? The truth, it's too much. 
And it says he was metzamsim himself. He made himself smaller and smaller until I think he went too far, personally. He didn't ask me, but he went so far that you can't even find him. People say, no God. But that's obviously, we, we trust him that he went to the place that he felt is necessary so people could say there's no God. Like I, I told this atheist, I said, it's not a, it's not a shock that you're an atheist. It's very easy to be an atheist because Hashem made himself invisible. And you can't see him. And you're not going to convince me that there is a God, just like I'm not going to convince you. You're not going to convince me that there's not a God, just like I'm not going to convince you that there is a God. And how are you really sure? And you can't be sure, because if anybody could really be so sure, then there's no Bechira. So we see that Hashem took the Elikos and he was Metzamsamit. And then there are very few people, but there are people who grow, and then especially over 40 and 50, they get deeper and deeper. And you could learn Kabbalah, and you could become who knows what. And every, everything that they see, as we're going to learn, all they see is God. But he's makir, he explains, he's, he's, he's saying, I understand that this das can make you crazy and you can't just get an injection and boom, be on that level. But slowly, and work on it. It's va'avdeyu, it's an, it's an avoida. To be margish, to feel and to understand and to comprehend that there is a God and he is avicha. Colossian Aramam Soy Filchus Chuva. Like the Ramam says at the end of Filchus Chuva, Einoi Oyhevas Hakodish Baruchu Elobedas Sheyodeu. That there's no, you can't love somebody if you don't know them. What does it mean to love Hakodish Baruchu? It means to be connected to him with your das. And according to your comprehension, your recognition of godliness in the world being a real, a reality, According to that level, you're going to be able to love him. And if you recognize him more, you can love him more. And if you recognize him less, you can only love him less. You can only love somebody according to how much you know them and really know them. And the more you really know them, you can really have the opportunity on that level to love them. But if your knowledge of the person and connection to them is from 1 to 100 is 30, then the maximum love you could have, which you may not have either, but the maximum you could have is 30. You can't love something 70 if you only know them 30. The same thing with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. The, the value and the depth of your service, of all of your service to Hashem. It's going to depend according to the measure of the clarity in your mind, in recognizing Hashem as a reality. And in the amount that you grasp His infinite being. And the advantage of somebody who serves Hashem, the same guy is davening, the same guy is doing a mitzvah, he's shaking a lulav, he's whatever it is. The advantage of somebody who's serving Hashem with clarity of the mind and connection and recognition of Hashem and connecting to Him with your mind, to that person who is serving Hashem also, and he's going to get rewarded for it, but he's serving with a darkness in his mind. He's not really, he's doing it, but he's not thinking. When I, when I shake the lulav, how much of God am I thinking? Even when we learn Tyra sometimes, we're learning like, like, we're learning, we're doing it, right? But, but how much am I thinking about Hashem? 
So if we do it in a darkness, he, means, he doesn't mean depression and that kind of darkness. He means that my mind, out of 100%, being lit up, connecting to Hashem, Hashem is in front of me, Shivisi Hashem summit, and I'm in the zone completely, that, that I don't see emptiness here in this room, I see godliness everywhere. That person who's in darkness, or small-mindedness, because we're all very, very small-minded, in the amount that we could eventually grow to become black belts in this, to eventually comprehend. The difference is like the advantage of, of, of light versus darkness. If you're driving a car and your lights are out and there's no lights and there's no moon versus a guy who's driving in the middle of the day, how can you compare? It affects every single thing about driving. And so too... The Yisra and the advantage of somebody who's serving Hashem with this thing that we're trying to, to learn how to do, with clarity of the mind. Clarity that I'm serving Hashem and He's Einoid Movade and He's here and He's Hayahayahayahayahayah. And that's the myths I'm doing now is because He told me to do it. By the way, there's a beautiful, beautiful, we should do a shir on this, on, on Chelek Aleph, on Chelek Beis, page, page Shin Mem Ches. Sameach. That page, Kedai to learn. About serving Hashem when you don't understand what you're doing and how to do it on the deepest level to be Mekayim the Mitzvah that you don't know what you're doing. Which specifically allows you to be Mekayim in the highest level and it affects Mitzvahs and Averis, the whole thing. Good song. That is the Klagodl, the general rule when it comes to Torah. And of the milas of the holy ones of the tzaddikim that go before Hashem. That is the klagodol. That they have behiras hadas, they have enlightenment of the mind, a constant recognition of Hashem. So let's just take a break for a second and understand that this is something we can do. That if right now I'm going to say, and it's helpful to say that, even if you don't usually say that, but just to take a break and take a moment before I do a mitzvah to say, I'm doing now a mitzvah to connect to Hashem because He told me to do this. And I'm trying to disconnect from all of the craziness of the symptom of the world, all the darkness, all the confusion. I'm putting down my phone. I'm disconnecting my mind from, from physicality, materialism, confusion, darkness, worry, anxiety. And I'm now serving Hashem. That's something... For that moment, we can do. It may not last through all of the nanuim or through all the achilas matzah because it may only last 10 seconds in the beginning. It's so hard to even get through the first part of Shemona Esri, but we can do it and we can chop ourselves back. And by Avarachman, we could stop and we could just say, okay, Hashem is everywhere. Hashem is everything. Baruch Aleinu. But But not just, you know, I've had times where, I, where I've said in Baruch Aleinu, I know all Parnassah comes from you. And even then, I wasn't thinking about Hashem. Like you get used to saying it, but I'm not on my hands and knees realizing that you're the one who's going to... I'm not begging, even by Rafainu. Sometimes we, we ask, Hashem, please send the Rufu Shalema, but we're lacking in the recognition of God, even while we're praying to God. So he's trying to light us up. And the one who does that, it's, it's like the difference between night and day. That's what he meant before. Darkness and light. It's night and day to avoid this Hashem. That we should be Mekayim to know that God is right in front of us. We should place on our heart. We should do this. At least let's do it now. Okay? Even while we're learning this, we don't think about Hashem. We should place in our heart the great king. The one who, the holy one, the almighty. 
that he fills the whole entire world universe with his kavod. Oy made love, he's standing on upon me. Doesn't mean on top of me. It means he's here. Viraya b'masav, and he sees our actions. Miyad, what happens if you really feel that? According to imagine if we had a hundred percent recognition, we would shake. Yagiyalov hayirav achna. Right, right on top of us, we would rather have fear, and we would have complete achna. We would have complete submission. If I was able to really recognize this, I can't even the size of the sun, bigger Hashem versus me, a tiny ant. I would. There's no me anymore. There would be no me. Think about when you go up in a plane, and you're at the airport, and you see the other planes parked, right? And then you see cars, and then you go up. And you're flying above the, the highway, and you see cars. They, they're, they're much less important at this point. They're like matchbox cars, right? And then the higher you go up, which is the example that we said in previous chapters, like the guy in the hot air balloon. But the higher you go up, the, I mean, all of a sudden they're like little ants. To Hashem, if we realize what we are, and again, this is not meant to break us. Be very careful. It's meant to make us enthusiastic. So the higher we go up, the more insignificant all these things are. So if we we're able to realize how insignificant we are, and again, this is not meant to break us. We're, we're supposed to recognize what we are. We're, we're not an, even an ant compared to Hashem, the size of Hashem. The the we can't even can't even use words that make any sense. Okay. So if I would really grasp that, and He's going to empower us. Just to, you have to stick around because a lot of people are like, yeah. So then, so who cares what I do? What do you mean? He, he, he made us and he said, I do care about what you do and he's going to teach us why we care and that this whole world is really dependent on us and how we act, how much of, how much it matters. But yet, we still have to understand our insignificance, compared to him. And at that moment, I don't know who the Mishayir Eliki is, but there's someone who's referred to as the singer, the godly singer, Mishayir Eliki, that's what it sounds like. And he says, Mipnei Gdulascha, before your godless, your greatness, Emoid Ve'eva. I stand and I, I, I disintegrate. I'm afraid. The fear is, is, is incredible. It grips me. At that moment, could you sin? Could you care about anything? Could, is there a you? 